Welcome to HR Insights, the podcast, topical discussions with and for our global HR community. Hi, and welcome back to HR Insights, the podcast with your host, Emily Ramji. This week, I'm thrilled to be chatting to Ellie Richpool. Ellie is the recruitment coach. She helps people land their perfect job and then be brilliant in it. So far, she's lived and worked in four countries and she enjoys building relationships globally, which started with her pen pals back at school and has led her to Singapore to setting up her own business. Ellie loves houseplants, reading, live music and festivals. Ellie, welcome. Thank you so much, Emily. It's great to be with you. It's great to have you. And look, before we get into the podcast proper, we're going to kick off with some quick fire questions so our listeners globally can get to know you just that little bit more. Fantastic. So we're obviously in a world that is pretty closed down at the moment, Ellie. Where will be the first place that you fly to when air travel resumes? First place will be London to see my family. But my first fun place is going to be to go to Perth in Australia. Nice. Thank you. What do you see being the biggest HR trend of 2021? What I'm seeing from my clients is that more than ever before, um, leaders need to focus on developing resilience and compassion. And I think that's going to be a big focus for HR this year. Mm, Yeah, no, I couldn't agree more with that. When you were 10, way back when, what was your dream job? Oh, when I was 10, um, it was to be a weather reporter on TV. (laughs) And finally, what is the song that motivates you the most? Um, um, I'm going to go with Peter Andre, Mysterious Girl. Um, There is a story behind it. (laughs) But um, yeah, but that's for another day. But it always just it just makes me feel energized and happy. So, yeah, that one always lifts me up. Thank you. Our podcast today will discuss the ever-important topic of networking, but through a couple of different lenses that are very relevant to the world we're living in right now. The first being how to understand and leverage our true strengths when we network, and the second being how to approach networking in a virtual lockdown environment. Ellie, you're clearly someone who values and has built a business from a strong global network. Why is it important to invest in your network from your perspective? Oh, gosh, it's it's something I'm so passionate about. Um, and there's so many reasons. I, I think in, in summary, it's really whatever your situation, networking can make such a difference. You know, your network can help you. And that could be that you need a sounding board um, on something you're working on. But it could be you want to understand best practice or you could be looking for a job. Or in my case, you could be building a business in a new country. And I just think whatever you're doing, it's so much better to have help of others rather than trying to do everything on your own. And, you know, it is therefore really important to invest. And I think that needs to be two way and it needs to be long term. Yeah, that's a really interesting point, actually, about that holistic view of networking, because I think well, personally, it's often a term that I think about more in the professional world in a corporate sense rather than thinking of my personal life of having a network and of course it does like friendships and family and acquaintances from different chapters but 
you've really made me think there about like how do you really as you're looking to be successful and happy in life think about it just in that true sense of the holistic life rather than just the profession it's so, it's so true. And actually, that reminds me of a quote, um, a lady um, I know just through my Instagram, actually, a lady called Lara Cullen. Um, we were having an exchange about networking just this week, and um, she put a fantastic quote on my uh, on my post. And she said, don't sell, make new friends. And I thought that was absolutely wonderful. And it's it's exactly what networking is about for me. I always shudder when I get those, you know, those LinkedIn messages that they kind of connect with you and then they never ask any questions or build any relationship and then just fire in with this massive big sales message. And I think that for me, networking is about building relationships that ultimately will become friendships. They may be, you know, more professional friendships. And um, but I think that just makes it, for me, it makes my work life so much more enjoyable, and, um, and and those people help me as well, and I enjoy I enjoy helping them. I think it's that kind of two way, um, you know, two way interaction. But yeah, for me, it, it's something I've always loved, as as you mentioned at the beginning, right? Since I had my pen pals back in junior school. And when we were chatting, Ellie, about um, the topic for this podcast and what you're really seeing and hearing in the market, and and where you feel you're adding value. We talked quite a lot about strengths um, Mm. and that was where I was interested in terms of, you know, how people, if they're looking to re-approach networking or do something different, could harness their strengths in a slightly different way. So when you say play to your strengths, what do you exactly mean by that in the sense of networking? Yes, it's a really really good question. And actually, um, for me, it's about finding a way that works for you. So networking doesn't have to be a one size fits all approach. And I, you know, back in the in the pre-COVID days, if you said networking, most people would imagine going to a big event and um, you'd kind of walk in after work and there were lots of people, you know, holding a drink and it could be very intimidating and overwhelming. And people sort of, I think, see networking as that kind of event type of thing. Um, whereas Actually, networking can be so many different types of things. You know, it can be one to one. It could be in small groups. And really, I think it's about finding what works for you. So think about what you're really good at and think about what energizes you and what you enjoy. And that's really the basis of the strengths approach, which, you know, we're talking about it here in the context of networking. But it's the same, you know, that is the same, you know, when using your strengths in in all areas. And it's about finding that thing that gives you energy. So what is your approach to this then based on your experience? Very good question. So so um for me, um for me it's all about deepening existing relationships. So um talking through the kind of strengths profile model, just to make reference to that, because I know we had a chat about it before, um, there's a number of different traits. And one of the things that I have in there as a strength is relationship deepener. Um, and I get energized by not just meeting lots of people, but actually having more of a quality relationship than quantity. So for me, it's a bit of a less is more thing. I'd much rather keep in touch with people and get to know them more over time. Um, for me, it's a bit about finding kindred spirits on on a range of different topics and levels, because I think if you really connect with somebody, um, you get a lot more from that relationship. But for me also, it's about finding different ways. So I love writing, for example, and um, I'm quite old school. I'm 
quite old, <laughs> but I love, you know, when it comes to Christmas time, for example, I absolutely love writing handwritten notes out to, you know, to my friends, but also my professional contacts and kind of posting them out around the world and, and keeping in touch in that way. But also I love doing, um, you know, WhatsApp voice notes and so forth. And I think it's really about thinking about networking in a way that's going to be enjoyable for you. And, um, you know, I love I love trading little messages. I love getting post and sending post, um, you know. And so for me, that's what I enjoy much more, actually, than doing Zoom calls with everyone. Just because for me, I find that quite draining, um, whereas other people absolutely love that. So I think it's really about finding the thing that works for you um, and then enjoying it. Yeah, it's interesting hearing you say that because I've never really thought personally about writing being a way to network, particularly in that older fashioned sense of actually handwriting as, as opposed to a message on social media. Yeah, and, um, and, it, and it is, and it is like you said, it is sort of a more traditional method for sure, because social media is so much more, um, you know, speedy and accessible and interactive, and everybody's on social media at the moment. So that is another great way to do it, um, you know, and of course, that's something I do as well. But yeah, I think there's something really personal about sending something through the post as well. It's, um, I think it's, it's, it can add a different sort of a memorable personal touch for somebody. No, no, it can. I think in this day and age, whenever we receive personal mail, it's, it brightens the day. But I like the way that you're encouraging our listeners to think about just these different angles of networking beyond the really obvious ones. Like for me, when I think about networking, I'm with you. It's walking into a room, typically after work with a glass, trying to balance a canopy, a glass and your card and <laughs> having a conversation that is a little bit more awkward initially. Yeah. But actually trying to now break that into what are the other ways that I can build my brand in a genuine way and get to know other people to your earlier point that could then be friends and you know colleagues and allies or suppliers or whoever it needs to be in your chapter of life at the moment that will help you but in that sort of slightly more diverse way so what other ways are there that people could network at the moment I, I, you mentioned social media but there are obviously lots of different social media channels um so many aren't there and it you know and it's 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 growing as well um so at the moment it's interesting thinking about networking in these current times it is of course not at all about going into a big room of people so it, I think people do need to think quite differently about it I think the same principles apply about being two-way and not overselling and and sort of having a spirit of generosity but I I think actually you do need to think differently about it. But I would say, firstly, a lot of people have said to me, oh, gosh, well, networking's so hard at the moment, isn't it? And actually, I, I challenge that. And I say, actually, I think... I don't think it is any harder at the moment. I think it's just different. And um, people need their network and their friends and their sort of professional support people more than ever at the moment. So actually, I think at the moment, it's a great time to be reconnecting with people maybe you've worked with in the past or sort of, you know, you've interacted with professionally. So I would be saying right now, drop keep in touch messages. Um, LinkedIn direct messaging is fantastic. Um LinkedIn, of course, is a great platform for branding and external networking. There's a lot of that happens in the public domain, but not everybody is as comfortable with that. And again, playing to your strengths. If you're a more private person, 
you know, by having your connections on LinkedIn, you can never lose them. You never lose their email address when they've moved jobs. So actually, you know, what you could do is think about, gosh, well, who would I like to reconnect with? And I haven't spoken to you for ages and just drop them a direct message on LinkedIn. And I think that's a fabulous tool and a lovely way to keep in touch. And so much better to do that out of the blue for a genuine, you know, catch up reason rather than when you actually are wanting to ask a favor. Because often people, unfortunately, people often wait until they need something before they reconnect and then it's it's always they're only going to that person because they want something so I would say do some proactive networking keep in touch with people you've met before LinkedIn is fab but actually there's so many different ways to connect on social media I as I mentioned earlier actually I'm a big fan of Instagram and I think that's a really friendly and supportive environment it's slightly less professional than LinkedIn but a lot of people are also on that platform and I think if you want to connect with people in a more authentic and vulnerable way I think that's a great place for it as is Facebook and I don't mean just chatting with your own friends on your you know your own Facebook page although of course that is is another part of networking but I think there's a lot of really interesting Facebook groups as well that you can join and that you can network through and um, I, I host one myself the recruitment coach Facebook group and there's many others out there where you've got communities of people who have something in common and I think it's about finding the things that are going to be interesting and helpful for you and then you know joining those conversations and that's another great way to network. Mm. Yeah, I'm personally not on Facebook anymore. I came off it several years ago because I oh, found on the yeah. personal side yeah. there was just so much advertising. And, you know, I've also tried LinkedIn groups in the past and haven't had so much joy with those. Mm. I'm not saying all LinkedIn groups fall into that category by any means, but you're so right in that you need to probably experiment across these different platforms now and figure out what is right for you in terms of whatever your goal for networking is and not be afraid to fail in some of them but then also hopefully be open-minded to others that you might have these preconceptions about actually working out to be the right route or introducing you to the right sorts of people for what you're trying to achieve at the moment. Yeah, definitely. And I think on that with with social media, the important thing, if you're using it, for example, if it's somebody that's, you know, building their own business, um, what's really important is to go where your audience are. So, you know, of course, yes, it's about your own preferences. But if you're targeting a specific type of individual. So for me, I do a lot of work with HR directors. Um, The obvious main the main platform is LinkedIn, because, of course, the majority of HR directors are using LinkedIn. uh, And that's a, a tool and and a platform you know that they turn up on regularly um but actually a big chunk of those people are also on other platforms and it's just really a bit of of trial and error about going and finding them Mm. i just um add one other forum that's been really successful for our uk business actually um our leader of that business kirsten hunt set up um coffee clubs virtual coffee clubs during the pandemic and those have acted as a forum to bring HR leaders together in sort of small to mid-sized groups just to take a break from the work at home and and be able to talk with peers and others about whatever is topical at that point in time so it's it's not really replacing anything that we did in the old world we weren't having coffee clubs in person we were having more evening based drinks events with a speaker or a panel But it's interesting how I think that sense of we're in it together, you know, we're all having to deal with so much more. What ideas can we share? What's working? 
a bit of a break from just the sort of tunnel vision of your own business to open up and talk to others has been so powerful and she's had really you know honest fantastic feedback in those conversations is something that we're particularly proud of and I think is you know something that has worked well as a form of networking in the pandemic I just wondered if there's anything else that you've heard from from your side that might as an idea they sound fabulous. Um, and actually, one of the things um, my clients have talked a lot about is that kind of loss of those water cooler interactions, you know, because people aren't in an office and they can't have those informal ad hoc conversations. So I think that goes some way um, to, I suppose, re- replicating some of that, but also with non-work colleagues. I think that's really nice because sometimes we do need to get away from our own direct colleagues and, um, you know, our own teams to speak with people outside. And um, I've heard of sim. I've heard of similar things with um, coffee roulette, which is one where you kind of get paired up um, with people, and then you have a one-on-one um, coffee meeting with them. So a similar principle. But actually, do you know as well? I've just seen. I'm sure you're the same. You, there are so many more webinars now than there were, you know, two years ago. They, they've always been a thing, but I just think because everybody's been at home, there's so much more content in that way. And I think that's another good thing. Is if you if there's a topic that's of particular interest to you and you see, you know, an organisation hosting a webinar on it, I say sign up, turn up, go along. Um, you'll enjoy the content, but often it's a good way to meet other individuals who have a similar interest and make sure, obviously, put your full name on your on your Zoom or whatever, you know, whatever platform it is so people can see who you are, your full name. And then afterwards, people can follow up one-to-one as well. Because so I think that's another nice way to make new connections you can kind of drop them a message and say oh it's great to meet you just now on that webinar and you know I liked your point on this and uh, you know it'd be great to to sort of chat further and I think that's almost um a replacement now uh, for the kind of go and have a glass of wine and get chatting type of events that we used to have and that kind of webinar setting can be equally you know equally as um valuable and so when people are saying to me oh it's so hard it's so hard right now I kind of think well actually I think there's more more things like webinars than ever before and you can also learn at the same time I think it's great it's a bit of a win-win if you can meet some relevant professional contacts but also you can learn about something um I have to say I'm a big fan of a big fan of webinars and I've been doing lots over the last year yeah no it's a really good point it's trying to fit them in alongside everything else isn't it very true (laughs) yeah you have to be choosy yeah no it's finding the right ones for sure. I just wanted to loop back over something actually before we we wrap up our conversation today because I feel there's probably a little bit more we could share with the global HR community on understanding this strength-based approach to networking so you were kind to share one of your strengths earlier about relationship deepener and you're talking about what energizes you and and it's that knowledge of knowing your strengths and how you get your energy which is enabled you to then create your own networking strategy or activities that really work for you that you feel comfortable with so if someone was listening and thinking I don't really know where to start with this or I might have a good bit of a sense of what my strengths are of course but how do I build out from those what would your advice be 
Yeah, so there's, there's a couple of ways you can learn more about your strengths. The easiest and quickest way is to complete an online strengths profile. And there's a number of different companies that, you know, that offer that. My personal favorite is the expert profile um, from strengths profile themselves. And um, and they they break it down by um, the energy performance and use. And that, that's just my favorite, but there are other ones available. But if you, you know, if you aren't looking to do something like that online questionnaire, there is also a fairly simple way to spot your strengths with three simple coaching questions. Basically, if you just brainstorm, firstly, when has time flown by? Um, secondly, when have you finished a day buzzing? And thirdly, what do your friends come to you for? What do they say you're great at? And if you kind of brainstorm those three questions and then read back and have a look and look at the themes that are coming out, what you'll find is that the things that are coming out there, so you, you on a good day, you buzzing, you energized, you, you seen as an expert, it's most likely that they're going to be they're going to be a selection of your strengths. Because of course we all have lots of things we can do. Um, but where we're sort of where we're at our best is not just doing the things we can do, but the things we're actually really good at and really energized by. Um, so it's that kind of, you know, it's that energy bit we're trying to learn about. And um, that's where networking, for example, becomes so much more fun if you're if you're doing something that you're enjoying and you're energized by. It's just sort of it's you on a good day. And it, for me, that's the, the really important kind of learning from this, because I certainly see with our teams, you know, networking is a huge part of a business, particularly as, as a recruitment um, firm, because we are out there networking with clients and candidates every day. And the different styles and approaches that our team take to networking vary. And you think there might be a sort of classic recruitment consultant profile, but there's not. And this is really powerful for me to be able to take back to some of the people in the team to say, you know, your leader might be doing it like this and you're no, you know that's not working for you or you're struggling with this. Why is that? And actually being able to tap into then the two points you've raised around really what are your strengths versus what you can do and then that energy piece and feeling really motivated by it. I think there's going to be some some good conversations that come off the back of that. So thank you. Oh, you're welcome there. And it, it is it is really interesting because there's so there's so many different ways to approach it. And even within relationship building, that within strengths profiles, there's one um, one strength is called relationship deepener, which is what you and I both have that actually, which is that kind of delving really deeply and sort of those long-lasting friendships and relationships. There's another one called rapport builder. And actually, rapport builder is a drainer for me. It doesn't energize me, and that's that's the more sort of being able to just um have short sharp um interactions almost that kind of meter greeter type of approach and um some people again are absolutely wonderful at that and if you can't if they, if they go to those big events they're in their elements and they love it and they kind of leave it absolutely energized whereas for me actually I can do it um but by the end of the evening I will be you know I will be tired I'll be ready to go <laughs> go home and and flop and I think that's it even within you know you might say oh well relationship building is just one thing but it's not even within that there's different ways to do it um yeah, and there's also connector in there, and, and that's about some people. Some people are sort of maybe um, they feel a little bit more timid themselves, but they absolutely love bringing people together. So for them, it's about playing to that strength of thinking, oh, well, who can I introduce to who, and how can I help them build a contact? Um, and it's that kind of again a different way of looking at you know all these different things that fall within networking. 
Ellie, thank you. I think um, in the shortened version of the podcast that we're running this series, which I was saying to my last guest, I'm really mindful, doesn't provide us with a huge amount of time to go deep into a topic, but hopefully it provides listeners the chance to hear different perspectives, dig into your experience um, and provoke some thought and some conversation, either for themselves or for their teams to take away. And I, I feel that we've certainly done that this morning. So really appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's been lovely talking to you. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you would like to share any thoughts or comments, you can get in touch with our host, Emily Ramji at er at elliotskyhr.com. Elliot Sky HR is an award-winning specialist in HR recruitment. We serve the HR community globally and have placed HR leaders in over 30 countries. There are over 90,000 members in the Elliot Sky HR community. Please join us via our website, elliotskyhr.com or our LinkedIn page. Take a look at the other episodes in our podcast series, your blog, and check out our upcoming events hosted in our five global locations.